Good morning. It's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Dick. And, uh, well, we're winding down. You know, I was just looking the other day to uh, find out, you know, what's going to be happening with the uh, state tournament for baseball and softball, the dates, and not that far away, a couple no, really. of weeks. really, yeah. You know, uh, next, well, a week from uh, this coming tu- coming Tuesday is June, June 1st already. Right, so, right. Um, you know, and the baseball tournaments, I believe, is – Right around the 25th, and the girls' tournaments week before that. So yeah, probably the the week after that, you almost got to start uh, with regionals and sub regionals yeah. or whatever you want to call them. So. And there's still some uh, some conference races that could be getting interesting, especially tonight, where uh, weather permitting, Nielsville yeah. uh, Greenwood baseball and Nielsville and Greenwood Loyal softball. Yeah, you know, on the softball side, Nielsville uh, one game behind the. Uh, I guess they call them the Greenhounds. Was well, that what they call? <laughs> That's what I heard Jason Zaleski call them on Zaleski one day. But anyway, we'll call uh, for uh, political say we'll call it Greenwood Loyal. Greenwood Loyal. Uh, they're a game up. They you know they defeated uh, Nielsville up in Loyal. So um, big chance for the Warriors to pull into a first place tie with the with the the Greenwood Loyal co-op for first place. Yeah, and we'll have that game for you, weather permitting, again tonight. 5 o'clock uh, on 92.7 WPKG and also uh, streaming on ZaleskiSports.com uh, later today. So that could be interesting uh, as far as standings in the uh, Eastern Clorabelle. And with Greenwood Loyal combining, Greenwood Loyal is now in Division Three yeah. with Nielsville in the same regional. Yeah, you could – yeah, they'll be very early. Uh, you know, I don't know how the seeding will go, but uh, definitely – uh, possible regional semifinal or maybe even a regional final, you know, depending on the seating. So. Yeah, that's an uh, interesting uh, grouping there as far as uh, travel-wise. <laughs> yeah. uh, just giving you the group uh, that these teams are in, Greenwood Loyal, Nielsville, Osseo Fairchild, Prescott, St. Croix Central, Westby, Galactric Trempolo, Elk Mound, Arcadia, and Aquinas. That's what you call uh, covering the whole western <laughs> side of the state, you know, <laughs> from top to bottom, really. Well, it was you almost get, like uh, basketball, basketball where St. Croix Central and Aquinas. Right, yeah, exactly. That's a long drive. Yeah, it de- definitely, yeah. You say, and, yeah, Prescott, Prescott's right on the border. Right, yeah, all the way up to the west. Yeah, yeah. so. Uh, boys, not quite so bad in their grouping with, uh, as far as uh, baseball. They have Auburndale, Marathon, Nasita, Nakusa, Spencer, and Stratford. That's a much be- much better travel yeah. call there. So, and I'm not sure, you know, what's what's going to happen there. Stratford, uh, of course, uh, they're probably going to be the team to beat. I, there, I think they're I the think. team to beat, but I don't think they're as strong as they were in the past. Right. Um, you know, we talked a lot about that great football team, basketball team, baseball team they had, and that was a possible state championship team that they lost to COVID last year and had won 20 and 19 also, right, so, right, right. and had a lot of those kids back, so, um, you know, I do think they're still strong, but I do believe they have a couple losses this year also. So. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, one note for baseball, Nielsville uh, was to have played Marshfield-Columbus last Friday. Uh, they have tentatively rescheduled that for next Wednesday, June okay. 2nd, at Marshfield Columbus. Yeah, and that's a big game, too, because Columbus, right. you know, Columbus has a win over Greenwood. Um, uh, Greenwood came back and really spanked them uh, this earlier and this week. I believe it was like 17 to 6 or whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Greenwood was like 12 to nothing in the second inning. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, you know, um, but that first loss to Columbus has kind of hampered Greenwood because. You know, even with a loss to uh, if they beat Nielsville, Nielsville's still on top of the conference with one loss because right. they uh, defeated uh, Greenwood earlier. Yeah, Columbus Catholic and Greenwood both have two losses. Yep. And Nielsville uh, sitting undefeated. Sitting undefeated. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, so that's what's happening there. Uh, 
you know, track and field and golf also getting down to uh, yeah. tournament time for them yep. as well. Yep. So, yeah, it's going to be a big, big month of June. Yeah, big especially the early part of June. Because uh, Nielsen has some really representative kids, on the, at least on the boys' side. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, Tater, Tater Lowry and uh, Teagan Dillenbeck are going to be strong competitors throughout the track I season. I tell you, when you can run a 440-something mile, <laughs> that's pretty good for high school. Yeah, and and know, Tegan Dillenbeck's been... I think one of the ma- one of the late latest meets was twelve six on the pole vault. That's yes. pretty good. When you're I seen that. Feet. I seen that. That's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I was. I was going to look up the Nilsel School record for a pole vault, but that's got to be right up there. And that's yeah. that's good state numbers yeah. right there. Oh yeah. You know it's. Uh, you know Noah's Astro had some tremendous numbers, of course, when he was at Spencer. But twelve right. six is just excellent. It is. And, yeah. It so. is. And that four forty. I think four forty five. I think he had. Yeah. Tater Lowry in the. In the mile, that's yeah. that's getting around. And you know, and another great thing, Larry Tater's only a junior, also. Right. So right. he, you know, he's going to be a strong on the cross country side and the track side next year, and also a contributor on the basketball team, also. So yeah. So, all right, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, in the playoffs, uh, up two zero on Miami, but kind of a tale of two games there. Yeah, the game Saturday. I just I thought here we go again. Yeah. You know, after last year, and uh, actually Chris Middleton hit a really tough shot in overtime to put them ahead and then a, a great defensive stand there. I believe Holiday blocked the shot there at mm-hmm. the end, but uh, man, I thought here we go again with yeah, it. And then uh, Monday, uh, Monday night, all of a sudden they took off on a 12-2 run to start the game and they never looked back. Yeah, I was surprised. I was, yeah. I was gone and then I came back. It was about second quarter, I think, midway yeah. through the second. Right. And they were just blowing them. Yeah, and they, and they just kept after them the whole game. Yeah. So it just, just doesn't seem like... Uh, the Heat have quite uh, intensity, or I believe I don't think they have anybody injured this year or what. But, uh, um, well, I know uh, Jimmy Butler did not play during the regular season against right. Milwaukee. He played Saturday, yeah, and, and their offense very much centers around him. Saturday, they had a really tough time hitting the three, it seemed like. You know, the Bucks, the Bucks, and the Heat. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, the Bucks weren't getting the open looks, the Heat had an awful lot of open looks, and I. So that concerned me about the Bucks defense, but uh, mm. they tightened it up pretty good for Monday night. And two uh, zero, nice, nice spot to be in going to Miami for tonight. So. Right, right. And uh, you know, heading to Miami, you got to get one at least yeah. out of there. Yeah, get one, please. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then come home and win it in five. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. At least get one down yeah, there in Miami. I, I, you cannot let Miami no uh, win two and come back because then you got a 50-50 matchup back in Milwaukee for game five. Right, and right. who knows? Then so. it's all 0-0 zero, zero basically. Yeah, right, exactly. That's two out of three there. Yeah. All right, uh, well, I guess we'll have to talk about a little bit the Aaron Rodgers situation. <laughs> he went on uh, Kenny Maine's final show on ESPN, yeah. and I don't know. I don't know really what to think of this whole situation. I, don't, somebody, I mean, we say that every time we come on, but. You know, the word, what I read into it, it's not the Jordan Love thing that right. bothers It's just I think it's the management structure of it all, you know. And He kept talking about people are the, you know, it's, it's the people. It's not the, he yeah, thinks it's too much, uh, becoming too much of a corporation, he says, okay. Packers. Well, you know, you got to make money to spend money. And he wants uh, $40 million a year. You better make some money, you know, and maybe he also realizes, you know, there's a salary cap out there too. When he eats up quite a right. bit of the salary cap, sometimes that limits him to go out and maybe to get the extra free agent. Well, yeah, they always talk about getting people to help him out. Well, yeah. if he's sucking up all the money, yeah, he, you are you going to get anybody? Yeah, else? And I, I'm not sure what the salary cap is right now, but forty million eats up 
probably a fifth of it at least. Yeah. Or, or right. now a quarter. So um, I think, he, you know, you know, I look at it this way. Oh, everybody says he needs receiver help. Well, you already got one high-priced receiver. How You need two. How can you afford to? Right. You know, that's the big thing now yeah, with you know, Packers. And then, okay, are you going to dictate all your offense money to the offense? And then you're you're going to be in every game as a shootout. You have no defense. So right. Right. I think the Packers are doing a great job of balancing it out. They've got some pretty good people tied up for a number of years on both sides of the ball, and I think he should be happy. Um, yeah, could they use another receiver? Sure, but you don't want you. Do you want another headliner? And then. Then you're going to have problems with Devontae Adams too. You know he's not right. going to get the ball right. enough. Right. Is yeah. Robert Tanya going to get the ball? Is Aaron Jones going to get it? Yeah. You know, it's just a lot of ego. I think this and Rodgers and I don't know. I just don't know. I don't understand how much power he thinks he uh, yeah, should have. He, in this he almost sounds like he should be the owner, general manager, coach, and the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, if, and I don't get that. If Gutenkus wants to make a trade up to get a quarterback, yeah. He can make a trade up to get a quarterback. Yeah. Well, and then the, and the bottom line is Aaron Rodgers is thirty-seven years old. And, and and I keep saying it. I don't think they drafted Jordan Love to replace Rodgers no, this year. No. They're I, hoping to get him groomed in. Yeah. I I honestly think Larry they drafted Jordan Love with the hope of him starting in around twenty twenty-three. Right. That's when Rodgers' contract would be up. You know. And but they it, keep saying that the reason you know if you trade up to get a quarterback like that. They should be ready to go right away. Yeah, I don't think that was a. I think they wanted Jordan Love because he was the guy they yeah. wanted. Yeah, like Aaron Rodgers. They didn't I, trade up to get Rodgers. Yeah. Rodgers just happened to fall yeah. in the lap. I, I I disagree with everything these NFL. I do not think there is Larry. I do not think there is one quarterback that comes out of college that is ready to start in the pros. Right. Just because they haven't played at the levels of speed and everything. Joe Burrow did a pretty good job last year until he got hurt. But you look at, okay, Sam Darnold was a stud coming out of UC, USC. And all of a sudden, now he's nothing because, he, right. you know, yeah, they didn't put people around him. You know, I, I think Rodgers was a first-round pick. He apprenticed for three years sitting behind fire. He got some playing time. And then 2008 came, and he was ready to go. And that's, and that's the way – I and Obviously, it. that's the way the Packers want to run it yeah. because it's worked. Yeah. You know, all the, all the people that are sitting there in Green Bay that – Make the shots, Gudikins, uh, Mark Murphy. They seen what happened years ago, and they wanted the same thing, you know. Right. So and yeah. and I think I think Jordan Love was the guy they seen that that was the guy we want. We want to get yeah. him now. Right. We don't want to wait until Rodgers says, "Okay, I'm going to leave." And now what do you got? Yeah, you have you nothing. Got nothing. And then you got then you're sitting there with Journeyman, and all of a sudden you got to probably eat yourself with a four and twelve year and be able to draft the right quarterback. And I don't see why Rodgers doesn't see that same thing. I don't, I don't get why he's yeah. not looking at it. I don't I, he's on I think he's just on a personal ego trip. I really do, you know. So. I mean uh, I'm almost off Aaron Rodgers. I fan, think there, I think, there, I think there's a lot of people are and I you know, if he comes back, I don't know how well he'll be accepted right away. Right. You know. Yeah. He, well, I can imagine there'll be about 80,000 boos yeah, going through that. He better uh if he does come back, he better start playing. Right away, right, and he better not be throwing ints or whatever. Not that he throws any anyway, but no. uh, it, you know, it's almost getting to a point where if you read everything, Larry, it's almost unrepairable. You know, but you know, Matt Lafleur came out Tuesday and said we want Rogers back. You know? Right. Well, they all want him back. Yeah, they want him back, but but I don't get his. I don't yeah. get Rogers' side of yeah, this who, whole who, thing at all. Who's he mad at? Is he mad at Mark Murphy? Yeah. Is he mad at? I, I keep hearing that he and Gurikins don't get along. 
which is crazy. Wow. I mean, that's yeah. Uh, is it Russ Ball the salary cap man? You don't I like don't you know. know. You know the structure is different these days. You know, it used to be the general manager was the only one that reported to Mark Murphy. Well, now Russ Ball, the, the financial guy, and Gudikins both report to Mark Murphy. Everybody. With the Ted Thompson days, people reported to Ted Thompson, and then Ted Thompson went to Bob Harlan or Mike Murphy. Murphy. So it is a little different structure, but not that it should change anything. Well, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not there all the time, but I don't see them not paying attention to the players. No, I don't either. You know, so I think the players are well taken care of. They've done what they can to keep players in Green Bay. You know, okay, they signed Aaron Jones to a nice contract as you. Would they have loved to sign Corey Lindsley? Absolutely. But you can't go out and give uh, $60 million when you just right. gave – how many players <laughs> do you give $60 million? I said, you know, it's crazy. So You know, you know why – and that's why Tom Brady always had good teams, yeah. because he restructured his contract Absolutely. where he took less money yes. so they could do it. And you look at the Patriot teams that Tom Brady played with. Um, okay, other than Gronk, his wide receivers were not there. No. Ju- Julie Edelman was a good – Receiver. Well, he had Moss that one year. He had Moss. Yeah, and absolutely. Look at what he did with Moss. Right. But, you know, he had great years without real superior talent. But, you know, it was a good team, and they played well. It was a good structure. Um, They signed not high-priced free agents, but, you know, just under the – and they just played well, you know. And and, uh, and when he went to Tampa Bay, he didn't try to – he didn't go to Tampa Bay with an ego trip. He went right in and fit into Bruce Arian's system. Yeah, right. You know, granted they brought in some people to yeah. help him, but yeah. uh, you know he didn't go to Tampa Bay with an ego trip either. Aaron Rodgers, like you said, Larry, could learn a lot from Tom Brady. Yeah, you I know, just so, don't get because yeah. I mean this this whole situation right now mirrors what happened when Rodgers was drafted. Yes, absolutely. The only difference is uh, Favre is not retiring or any no. of that stuff. Where you know that's yeah. when Rodgers got to come in, but. I mean, it's the whole. They drafted Rogers so that they had somebody when You're waiting was in the ready wings, to go. waiting in the wings. You know, so, <laughs> I just don't yeah. get it. And that was back then too, Larry. That was when Favre was getting into that. I think he got a big laugh every off season. Uh, probably going to be retiring. I'm going oh, to retire. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, and yeah. and sooner and finally, when he actually did retire, in after the 2000, well, it was in 2008. Um, Mike McCarthy and uh, uh, Ted Thompson called his bluff, and yeah, yeah, and and okay. Rogers, he's ready to go. Well, yep. And they said that uh, uh, Jordan Love's not ready. Well, he didn't have any, nothing last year. No, nothing on the field. Nothing. I mean, that's not his fault. No. Yeah, and he saw no exhibition games. Right. So know. I mean, what's he supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. hope you know. Hopefully, he's getting. He's he will be getting a lot of snaps during these OTAs and stuff like that. And who knows? We'll see. But. Yeah. Uh, you know they've got Blake Bortles signed, so but I'm sure he was signed to, you know, to back up Rogers, right? Where right. Lo- and Love could sit and watch again. So, but uh, the whole world thinks they draft a quarterback in the first round. You got to play him, and you no. do not. You absolutely no. do not. Not when you got a guy like Rogers starting. Right. There's no reason to push Rogers out. I, I, they I just, just. I just don't think there's no situation where any quarterback can come in from college and be successful in the pros his first year. Right. You yep. know just. It just and what better happen. guy to learn under than Rodgers? Yeah. And most of these high-priced, the big names are coming into poor teams too. Right, and that's where it hurts. It's where it hurts, and that's what happened to Joe Burrow. Yeah, we'll see and what uh, very poor offensive line and, and and ended up with knee surgery. Right, so. we'll see with Lawrence this year. Yeah, yeah, right. 
you know, that's the same thing there. You it's know, one of so. the worst team in the league. Yep. So. <laughs> All right. So enough on Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> Packers. Yeah, they do have OTAs going on, and then they have uh, the real one where uh, Rodgers has to show up as a yeah. mandatory minicamps June 15th right. through the 17th. Now, he also has a half a million dollar bonus if he if, to attend, too. So we'll see how money hungry he is. So. <laughs> Not that he needs the money with no. what he makes, but right. uh, no. you know that's what somebody brought. Oh, they're finding Rogers. No, they're not. He gets a bonus if he attends, right. and he's if he doesn't attend, he's out a half a million dollars. Right. You know, so, so. All right, where are they now? What do we got for uh, this okay. week's segment? Uh, Larry, we're going up to Thorpe today. Okay, and uh, uh, Cameron Krasansky, who was a 2017 graduate of Thorpe High School, son of uh, Todd and Sue Krasansky. And uh, he was a four-year football player for the Cardinals, uh, quarterback and defensive back. Um, as a sophomore, he became the starting quarterback for the Cardinals, uh, 42 out of 103, 422 yards, uh, 41%, two TDs, nine interceptions, 46 rushes for 29 yards and a touchdown. Um, but as a sophomore, he uh, made honorable mention as defensive back in the Cloverwood. Okay. Uh, as a junior... He was 82 out of 147, 56%, 852 yards, seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. Um, all, but that year he uh, went first-team defensive back for the Cloverwood Conference. So, As a senior, he went 84 out of 166 for 51%, 1,162 yards, which was second in the Cloverwood that year, uh, six touchdowns, six interceptions. Uh, he was honorable mention quarterback that year and a first-team Cloverwood defensive back that year. So, After football, he uh, turned his attention to basketball for four years. Um, as a sophomore, he uh, averaged 4.6 points per game. As a junior, uh, 5.4 points per game. And as a senior, he averaged 8.9 .9 points per game. Uh, his senior year, he was honorable mention uh, Western Cloverbelt All-Conference team. So. Um, baseball, he was on the team for four years, started two years as an outfielder and an infielder. So, um, After graduation, uh, uh, Cameron went to UW-Stevens Point. Um, they switched him to linebacker. Um, in 2017, he was a redshirt. Um, 2018, he started six of ten games for the Pointers that year, had 12 tackles, and returned a fumble 16 yards for a touchdown versus Stout that year. Um, for the year, he had 66 tackles uh, and uh, three and a half for uh, loss and one sack. 2019, he started all 10 games, led the team with 99 total tackles, uh, which was third in the WEAC, seven tackles for losses, one and a half sacks, one interception, and one fumble recovery. And he was uh, second team all WIAC as a sophomore. Um, of course, last year the WIAC did not have a season, so Cameron has two years of eligibility left at the University of Stevens Point, uh, where he is a physical education major. And in his free time, he volunteers with the Clark County Humane Society and also the Special Olympics. So oh. Cameron Krasansky. And it's, it's kind of cool, Larry. I looked in high school... Uh, he was about 6'3", 190, and he has bulked up uh, where they have him listed at 225 now. Oh, wow. And he is just 
uh, the specimen. Wow. So, okay. So and he's really turned out to be a, a really nice linebacker for the pointers. So good for him. So good for him. Yep. So. Yeah, we don't get to hear a lot of those about those guys yeah, uh, in yeah, the Western Cloverbelt yeah, anymore. Well, yeah, and then the Cloverwood too. You or know? Cloverwood, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that was a very tough Cloverwood too. You mm-hmm. know, back then that was Abbotsford, Loyal, Athens, very good teams in that. Owen Withy was yeah. strong then also. Yeah. So a very strong Cloverwood and. Uh, Thorpe was kind of under the radar, but uh, this kid came through pretty good. So, yeah, so. yeah. Well, good for him. Yep. Good for him. Where are they now? Yep. Here on uh, Two Guys on Sports. All right, uh, big Memorial Day weekend coming up this weekend. Yeah. So uh, I want want to get into the golf thing a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Uh, Phil Mickelson, oldest guy ever to win a, a major at yeah. 50 years old. Yeah. But uh, I watched that last hour of it so Larry and I could not believe the crowd that mob scene they had on the last yeah hole, so. yeah that was something that was, that was almost like Tiger Woods yeah uh, you know days. I said but I said these people are hungry for golf right right you know last year there was no crowds and uh so but uh I said I, I think everybody was good but I guess Brooke Kep, Brooks Kepper Kepka wasn't, Kepka, too, yeah. wasn't too impressed with it so. no no the crowd uh yeah <laughs> He said they apparently were uh, hitting him on his injured knee or yeah, something. Yeah, he said his, ca- his caddy got drilled in the face. So. Oh, really? <laughs> so, wow. So, but, uh, yeah, that was okay. So yeah, that was. That was pretty good. Yeah, it was fun. So. Phil Mickelson, age 50. Yeah, yeah tremendous. So. <laughs> That's pretty good when you got those guys. They can yeah. hit a ball a long ways, yeah. them young guys. Oh, man, he was drives 340, 350 yards and straight as a whip, Yeah, even so. at that wind that yeah. they had. Oh, yeah, just tremendous wind. Yeah, so. yeah. So. Oh, good for him. Yep. Good for him. Any plans for Memorial Day weekend? Not really. No. Um, so it's a lot a, of graduation parties. A lot of graduations, uh, and uh, we should say congratulations to all the 21 grads. Uh, you bet. You know, it's just be safe, and uh, let's go from there. So, there you go. So, so. All right, so that'll wrap it up here on Two Guys on Sports, our final one for the month of May. May yep. We head into June already. Yep. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> June Dairy Month. It's going to be a big June So with, with all the <laughs> tournaments. And so yes. I hope everybody has a very happy and safe Memorial Day and enjoy it. Um, hopefully life is getting back to normal. So. Yes, indeed. So. Two Guys on Sports, I'm Larry Hazel. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you next week.